The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yo, what's going on, everybody? And thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Busted Open Podcast. Today, the return of the Fat and the Furious with myself, Bully Ray, and the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer. Great podcast on tap for you today. Dreamer is going to break down a lot for us. We saw last night on Monday Night Raw, Vince McMahon with the most powerful tool in all of pro wrestling in his hand, the pencil. Tommy Dreamer teaches us all about the power of the pencil. Also, Dreamer will break down Becky Lynch and Liv Morgan on the mic and the physicality, what he liked, and maybe some of the things he didn't like. Also, Bobby Lashley, three matches in one night. Not an easy task. He got the job done. Dreamer's going to break it down for us, and I'll give you my thoughts on it also. All that, so much more, right here. The Fat and the Furious, the Busted Open Podcast. Our weight is going up. Thank you. The power of the pencil last night, Tommy. A lot of people chiming back in saying, yeah, but what does that mean, Bubba? I don't understand. It's stupid. It's this and that. So many people not in on it. Do me a favor, Tommy, smarten people up. We're going to have to pull back the curtain just a little bit here, more than we might want to. But anyway, the power of the pencil. Why is the pencil the most powerful tool in pro wrestling? Well, it's simple. It goes back from the original Sheik and Abdul the Butcher. They pull a pencil out of their trunks and they just start stabbing a guy and stabbing a guy. And then, you know, the match would end. They'd start bleeding and they put it in their mouth and then they put it in their own mouth and be like, ah, yeah. So it's that, you know. How does that go? How does that go? Ah, yeah. <laughs> That's my 1970s heel. Ah, no, I okay, digress. Yes. Back I'm only in the kidding. day, back in the day, they used it as a weapon. But tell us about the power of the pencil. Loaded number two. Uh, the power of the pencil is, uh, you know, old school. Now everybody uses computers and format sheets, but it's old school where, hey, we write out a card and we write out a show and writing out the card, you do it with good old pencil. You wouldn't use pen because whiteout wasn't existed. And uh, you want to have pencil because number one card subject to change, but the pencil is the most important 
and weapon in the industry, not because of what it writes, is because of the eraser, where basically your push, your earnings can, it's dictated by one person. That one person there in this case would be Vince McMahon. If he likes you, he's going to write you in and you're going to be sitting next to him on a lot of segments and you're going to be, you know, could be the next Stone Cold Steve Austin. If not, he's going to take the other side of that pencil and he's going to move and erase you from that show. And then you'll be on main event, heat, velocity, and you will not have the career that you uh, want to have. So that is the power because it's literally the biggest tool because if your name is in the main event and then they say, you know what, I think I should do Bobby Lashley versus... um, Tommy Dreamer. And then it's like, you know, you know what? Dreamer's kind of fat and old and he's bald. And you know what? A race. Let's do Big E versus Bobby Lashley in the main event. And I don't care about Dreamer. Dreamer's not going to be in the main event that day. It's that simple. And and I was glad you said it's that simple. Because for people out there who think that there's more to this industry than the simplicity of what you described you're wrong. If there is one booker, if there's one promoter, if there's one mind coming up with everything, that pencil is the only tool that matters. If Tommy Dreamer, who owns House of Hardcore, wakes up one morning and decides that he wants to make, I don't know, Tommy, pick a name out of your ass. Bully Ray came right out of there. That's a, that's a big name coming out of a big ass. Anyway, uh, let's say Little Guido, our good friend Little Guido, uh, Nunzio. Let's say you wanted to make Little Guido your house of hardcore champion. You simply write down on a piece of paper, Little Guido, champion. And let's happy. say a half an hour later, you're hungry. And there's no food around. And you're getting hangrier and hangrier and hangrier. And you realize that little Guido stole all the food. You flip that pencil over and you erase his name. And that's it. It's all over. You're no longer the world heavyweight champion. You're now maybe working the opening match or not working at all. The power of the pencil. To see Vince there with the yellow pad and the pencil, that's about as old school as it gets. Tommy, remember the story? Remember Hogan telling the story of how him and Andre put the match together? About how Hulk took the yellow pad and pencil from Vince and wrote the WrestleMania 3 match down on it to give to Vince, to give to Andre? Yep. Think about it laughed about it but think about it a a, a yellow pad and a pencil was the only means of communication for the two main eventers at wrestlemania 3 which was at that time the biggest wrestlemania of all time that pencil is such a powerful tool i popped so hard when they busted it out last night because vince that's vince showing that he wields all the power uh, what do you think about the interaction between Vince and Austin Theory so far? I like it. It's uh, he's obviously sees something in Austin Theory, which is 
cool for Austin Theory because he was already called up to the main roster and sent back down. Uh, so he obviously wanted him to get more seasoning. He sees something in him. And, uh, I mean, I've also heard when he was in the main event, it did very, very well with teens. So maybe that Vince McMahon teen demo is Vince is getting the rub off of that. So, uh, I mean, it helps both ways. Vince is going to be on the brand. I mean, without a doubt, this has to help Austin Theory. And, you know, Vince has to be personally invested in this kid's push because Vince wouldn't be wasting this much time in somebody that he wasn't interested in. Um, Theory did a run-in last night on the Ziggler-Rude match uh, with uh, Balor and Priest. He took the selfies. Uh, Tommy, where do you see this going with Austin Theory and Vince McMahon? I'll also give you... um another side of this yep there's a he's told his story many many times but when drew mcintyre came up he was supposed to be the chosen one and he was introduced by vince mcmahon himself and he was going to be this next big thing and then drew saw that other side of that pencil uh mr kennedy we've talked about him that was supposed to be a massive thing for ken as well and ken got that eraser on the other side as well. So you have seen that happen a lot of times where you could just, Hey, I have interest in this kid. He's good looking. He's got a good body. And then something just turns you off. Just like you said, little Guido was going to be my champion and he took my pizza and I'm hungry. And now I'm going to, whoever brings me my pizza or food, I'm going to make my champion. Uh, so, where it's going to go, I don't know. If it's just going to, if you see like ratings dropping or if it's true about this demo that, you know, Austin Theory had with uh, the teenage audience and then it just drops, Vince is not going to say, well, that's because of Austin Theory. It's not because of me. I'm a teen heartthrob. I should be on Teen Beat. Um, so <laughs> y- you never know. That would be awesome. My God. <laughs> you never know where it's going to go. Uh, again, I think they they he has a lot of promise, and they're very interested in him in him now, and he needs to ride that and continue to meet those expectations, and then go above and beyond. You know, this also this whole theory is at times Vince is not that impressed, and anything can happen, and anything can change. That's really also your push, kid. Love your Drew McIntyre suggestion. Love it. Makes so much sense. When I originally saw Theory and Vince McMahon interacting, my mind went to Shane O'Mac and Triple H first, which could, which could be an extremely big picture scenario. But yours is very realistic because Drew was on both sides of that pencil. And nobody right now in the WWE could relate to the, 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 the pencil storyline more than Drew McIntyre. Because you're right, Vince brought him out on SmackDown, debuted him as the next big thing, and that didn't work out. That kind of flopped. And what did Vince do? Turn that pencil over? <laughs> Erased him. Bye. Go reinvent yourself. I really, really like that story. Um, in the ring, are you a fan of Austin Theory? Yes, uh, he is unproven 
I feel, on the main roster. He was doing an excellent job when he first got called up, when he was tagging with Andrade, with Zelina Vega. I thought he was doing very, very good. And then he went to NXT, answered the call in NXT, also became very, very entertaining in NXT, uh, showed different sides of him, and I hope uh, we can see different sides of him on Monday Night Raw. You're getting an opportunity. Don't blow that opportunity. Literally do everything the best that you can. And like I said, go above and beyond because they're interested in you right now. That can change, but run with it. It will only change if you mess it up. Hey, everyone. Lindsay Rhodes here. And if you love football, you're going to love my podcast, The NFL Roadshow. With episodes Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we cover every NFL angle and talk to guests from across the NFL world, Hall of Famers, analytics nerds, and I say that lovingly as someone who wants to be an analytics nerd very badly, fantasy football experts, all of it. They're discussions you're not going to find anywhere else. So please, subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Becky Lynch and Liv Morgan last night. We got some physicality post-promo. Let's Break it down. Uh, what did you think of Becky and Liv on the stick last night? I really enjoyed it. <clears throat> I don't... Th- listen, they made sense of why this person, uh, Liv Morgan, wanted a rematch. because, And they showed the video proof because you cheated. I liked the back and forth. I liked the use of the little girl. Um, at times, I feel Liv gets choked up because she gets lost in the moment. And that shows what we said last week, vulnerability last week. I was so emotionally invested into Liv Morgan. Becky has been next level though. I think she's an amazing baby face. She's got a sassiness to her as a heel. Um, I'm kind of on the mindset of something's not broken. Don't fix it, but they went the other route. It, it has gotten me in, into live but here's the other side of the coin. You know, we're before the show, everybody, um, we're talking Mike, Guns, Andre, the producing giant, they weren't into that segment. They kind of were just like, eh, didn't it felt like she, everyone has a different opinion. That's the beauty of, you know, professional wrestling. And I personally really, really enjoyed it. I like the physicality. I know maybe the business, I have different thoughts 
But if you're using that analogy with the little girl and everything, and she puts her arm in there, I feel this is not too far. But how come a referee can't come down, breaking it up, breaking it up? They pan to the man. And then when Liv is pulling her arm out, there's blood on her arm. You can literally do it with fake blood like a movie. And she pulls her out because every little girl will know if my arm is bleeding, I'm hurt. And it's a deeper level. It doesn't have to be this massive gusher. I'm not telling her to go old school balls Mahoney and go coast to coast from your shoulder to your elbow with a razor blade. Can I ask you a question? I, I'm. What do you? What's the significance on the blood on the arm, the cut arm, and the little girl? Like I don't, I don't get it. Well, like I said, if you're a little, if you're, if you get cut when you're a little kid, and I know you've never been little, um, it's <laughs> I have a boo boo. Every once in a while, you're funny. You were just funny. I have a boo boo. Can you know you, your parents put a band aid on it? We kiss it. We make it feel better. A little bit ah. of blood would resonate especially to that and if she walked past that little girl with her bloody arm and i'm again i'm not talking like hey take a blade i'm literally talking use fake blood and it doesn't have to be a gusher and you could be holding your arm because if someone is kicking metal steps into your arm it's gonna usually get it cut because those steps are rigid and it would just be a little something more and i know i try to go for yeet and the segment worked. It worked for me. But that little, listen, man, you, I just watched uh, a lot of movies. Red Notice I watched. Loved it. There's this new thing where they don't show people dying. They get shot and there's a blood splatter. But they don't show people dying at all in movies anymore. So I get if they want to go that direction. But it could be just a little bit of blood. And then you have the referees putting their gloves on. It doesn't have to show she needed stitches because, I mean, dude, you and I have both bled for real, gotten cut. It looks like it's a gusher, and then you wipe it off, and, oh, it's, it's not that bad. It would have just, I feel, added more sympathy to a baby face that we like, gotten to heal a little bit more heelish with the use of blood. That's where, you know, the whole saying uh, red means green which means more money. Yep. I could see them not doing it. Why they don't want to do it? Because they want to appeal to kids and all that stuff. But I just like to go heat. I believe Becky is getting better at what she's doing. I believe she's becoming a lot more comfortable in her role as the heel bad guy. There is something about Becky's look lately. She really, really looks like a star. She has this... I, she has this glow to her. I think Becky looks better than I've ever seen her look. Um, there, there's just something about it. I loved the t the end when she said, "I'm gonna go home and hang out with my really hot husband and my and and my baby or my child." I thought that was just enough peppering in of the Seth thing. Um, I liked the physicality. At first, me and Dave were talking about how Becky felt like a force feed. I think they're finding the happy medium with her where it's not being force fed. She's saying just enough to get the people to start to turn on her. It's probably going to take more of a baby face than Liv Morgan. I don't like what one of my baby face comes across wishy-washy. 
And I feel Live Last Night was a bit wishy-washy, although in the past, I think she's been nailing it. What Liv has to do is what so many other WWE talent need to do is when they get that verbiage on paper, they really have to try to make it their own. How would I say it? How can I in, in you know get the most reaction out of what somebody else wrote down for me? And and we'll see where this goes with the rematch and what they have in store for Liv. Are you ready? This is Renee Paquette, and I've got a new tag team partner, one of the toughest women in MMA, Misha Tate. We're going to take over the radio every Monday on Throwing Down with Renee and Misha. Join me and Renee as we cure the Monday blues by dissecting every major headline happening in the cage, the ring, and everywhere in between. Don't be scared, honey. So listen to Throwing Down with Renee and Misha Mondays from 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern, only on Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Tommy, I got a little nervous for Bobby last night. Did you see when Big E picked him up for the body slam on the steps? How oh, Bobby yeah. landed? His uh, legit, lower, lower back. Yeah, legit concern on that one. But Bobby is such a freaking machine. So well put together in such phenomenal shape that he was able to just brush that one off i wonder how he's feeling this morning that that is a scenario where i do not mind the referee being on top of the talent immediately because that looked like a spine thing and you don't want to screw around with that referee dropped down made sure bobby was okay biggie backed off gave him a little time to breathe make sure everything's good and bobby's like yep i'm fine and it didn't look like he missed a step uh, Lashley with a big night. He went over on Owens. He went over on Rollins. Goes over on Biggie in the main. Strong night. Bobby is now in that fatal four way on day one. You got a prediction on this one, Tommy? Or do you want to break down some of the stuff that we saw last night um, from those three matches from Bobby Lashley? I think it's uh, it was an interesting scenario, the whole setup for the show. And like you said, Bobby Lashley had his work boots on. He had to work three times on one show. Um, you're also Which, Tommy, to s- as we know, Tommy, as we know, working twice sucks. Three times, oof, right? Yes, and not the actual, the actual matches will take its toll, but that downtime. If you're working once an hour, 
that downtime to, you know, adrenaline leaves your body. And I don't know if anyone's ever had a shot of adrenaline after that goes down, you're spent and he's got to get that back up there. So kudos to Bobby Lashley. Also, you know, Bobby, you're talking about those steps for a lot of people that think those steps don't hurt. You're talking to someone who took um, the great Kali's finish, the double choke slam on those steps. And I'm telling you, I thought my body was ripped in half. As soon as I hit, the air shot out of my lungs and I had no more air. I would not have been able to get back up right away. I had to lay there selling, thank God, because I couldn't get up. And if anyone's ever lost their breath, you know how hard it is to get your breath back. That's what that feels. And when you're dealing with a lower back, that there's no give, there's no bend. Those those stale, those stairs hurt. Every time you see somebody bash their shoulders into them, I hate the WWE stairs. They hurt. They're they're a harder than aluminum. They say they're steel. I don't know what the hell they are, but they they're hurt. Steel. They have, they're steel. And they have they have ridges. I remember when you hit it, the thing exploded, and you looked like you had track marks going down your shoulder. From just, you know, you, you tried shoulder blocking, letting those things explode. They hurt. And you're talking to the guy who loved taking steel guardrails. Go back and watch any of my ECW stuff. I broke steel guardrails. I didn't care if fans were there. When I was hitting a guardrail, I was hitting it as hard as I can. Anyway, uh, Bobby, for his performance alone, deserved... And this was kind of leading to what I want to talk about. There's certain things. Is this your annoying thing? Not yet, but we're getting there. I'm getting annoyed. Uh, it's called psychology. If psychology? I'm this. What's that? What's that? <laughs> I'm this guy, Bobby Lashley, who has to, has to overcome three obstacles to get into a match. Man, I'm going to. How am I not going to cheer for this guy and for the performances he's putting on? I understand the first finish. Kevin Owens didn't want to get hurt going into uh, his match, even though that match is January 1st. Today is like, what, the 14th or something like that? It's a bit away. Um, and then the whole thing with Seth Rollins, well, I don't want you to get involved. And then you get involved and then everybody comes out at the end. I enjoy the wild, wild west. Here's the, the few things I do not enjoy. If you want to believe that Bobby Lashley is this, this force, MVP does not get involved and help this force win because then Bobby Lashley is needing cheating to happen, to win. And if you want to be this guy who can overcome all odds, he didn't need any help. That was number one. That really was just like, ugh. You could have done a million other things. Don't know why you did that. My massive, massive Tommy Dreamer pet peeve and anyone who's ever worked with me, especially recently, um, the referee, even though it's a hardcore match, even though it's uh, anything goes, the referee literally saw MVP come in, acknowledged it like, eh, what am I going to do? Sold it a half a second and then just continues it. When there's debris in the ring, when there's other wrestlers looking, somebody can act like, hey, I'm trying to get back in. And the referee's like looking at him or asking him, hey, are you okay? 
you don't need to see that because it was, I mean, hard camera right there. And then you acknowledge it drives me crazy. You literally watch any football game Sunday, Monday, the biggest holding. Oh, it's a great play. Get called back. But then when they show up, there's a little bit of holding going on there. Why didn't they call that? Because the referees didn't see it because the referees weren't there. The referees weren't in position. So those are the little things because, hey, if MVP is going to uh, do the deed, cool. Bobby Lashley doesn't need to see it because, hey, I'm Bobby Lashley. I don't know if my manager friend is – I don't need that help. But if he doesn't see it, he's just going to take advantage of the situation. And if the referee doesn't see it, he just turns around. It's that simple. And then it makes my baby face, again, bigger and better. And if you want to go back to history, I don't know. There was this guy named Hulk Hogan who overcame all adversity as a babyface and had a pretty good run as the, you know, the Hulkster in the WWE. I don't know. There was a guy named Randy Savage as a babyface. Did the same thing. I don't know. Guy named the Ultimate Warrior. He would take out the managers, the run-ins, and still win. Gorilla Press, Splash. I don't know. Most recently, a guy named John Cena beat up everybody. F you. You can't see me. It's a worked, proven formula that you guys kind of invented. So you don't need. The, it's the little things, as you say, the tightening of the screws. Even though it's a non-DQ match, why does the referee have to see it? Just like in an NFL game where they are paid to do their job, sometimes they don't do it. Because they're not, and then with all these cameras and all that stuff, if it's not called on the field, guess what? It didn't happen. When you have your announcers who are like a Troy Aikman, well, that's a hold. Well, why didn't they call that when he got hit in his face? Because he played the game. I mean, I know how to break it down any easier or simpler to make everything better. And I'm sorry I'm a perfectionist. And I know I can't achieve it, but those little things I can achieve. Just like I want Liv Morgan's angle with Becky Lynch to be better. Just like I want Bobby Lashley to be a bigger star than he already is. And you're talking to someone who I was Bobby Lashley's personal uh, agent, producer, while he was in Impact. And I dealt with Bobby Lashley from the time as he's been in the developmental system. And he's When we talk about the power of the pencil before, he was a guy who got it. And then they turned it around. They and thank God he was able to be Bobby Lashley and come back and be at the spot that he was in, that he's in currently, and was a great champion, a great representative of the company, something that they always wanted him to be. Unless it is absolutely necessary for the story or whatever you're trying to do on that given night, the referee should never see anything. Even though it's a no DQ match or anything is legal, there's no reason to do the quote-unquote dirty work like MVP did last night right in front of the referee. It gets you zero heat. All that referee has to do is turn around, you do it behind the ref's back, and that's it. It's cheating. People forget in that moment that it's no DQ. It's a scumbag move. Crack him in the back of the knee, roll out, 
The ref turns around. There's the spear. One, two, three. The two words that come to mind when I see that, Tommy, is lazy and incompetent. And I don't want to attach the word lazy or incompetent to MVP in that particular scenario. I'll just say they didn't see it. But I know how me and you think. Our job is to see everything, every last moment. And I know how I beat the shit out of myself when a match is over. And maybe you will tell me or somebody else will tell me, point out something to me that I should have seen. I don't care how great the match is. If I did not see everything, I'm very hard on myself. And that's a great point by you about that shot to the back of the leg. The ref does not have to see it. Do you think it took away from the match? Or wait, more specifically, did it take away from the match for you as a fan? Because no. I know what you're saying as a professional. As a fan, did it take away from the match? Here's uh, no, because the crowd reacted. However, just like I said, it's to make it better. And if you talk, recently there was a, there was a play against the Cowboys uh, that got called in their favor. And I saw so many people tweeting about, well, that's because of something that happened with the Packers where they basically said, oh, it was pass interference. It wasn't pass interference. And it was like from five to eight years ago. But yet those people still held on to it. The, it's the continuation of the story. Yes, they're going to pop, but there's a part of this business, and this is kind of going into my rant, where I don't want to say it's being dummied down, but there are lessons that are not being taught that are being that should be ingrained forever. What are most people talking about, like right now in the NFL, this taunting thing? And they're like, players don't care for it. The owners... Uh, Like the the players don't mind it. The owners don't mind it. But you know who minds it? The NFL. Because the NFL wants to have this bigger reputation where, oh, we're better than it. It's sportsmanship. Some people are like, hey, it adds to the game. Or, man, that's not taunting. But when it's a hot button topic, the referees have to do it because guess what? It's their job because the NFL wants that. And it sucks because great plays get called back where they're literally guys are are stopping guy and then looking at the guy and like either flexing up, you're taunting him. And it's like, are you kidding me on a violent game like football? But that's because they want to the overall perception of the NFL. We're not like this violent game where yes, it is. So uh, what I'm trying to say is there are, there are a lot of fundamentals that are being lost and that simple thing of the referee. And, you know, I posted this a long time ago, a couple of weeks ago, and you and I had discussed it. It was uh, Ruby Soho versus Chris Stantlander had an amazing match in AEW. And there's everyone talks about the learning tree of Eddie Graham. And it went to, you know, to Dusty Rhodes, to Bill Watts, to Paul Heyman, and this learning tree of this great mind in professional wrestling. But there was one person who always said your money is in your face and your emotions. She did a reverse Rana. She did another cool move. The girl, Chris Statlander kicked out 
And Ruby Soho's face told the story. And then this proved what that person always says of your face is your money. The fans started chanting, this is awesome. And then they started chanting AEW. And what was going on at this time? Nothing. And that's, I said this before, when they say moves don't matter, we got the emotions from your face. And that's when everyone was emotionally invested into this match and into this person named Ruby Soho. And everybody who learned that, they learned that from Vince McMahon. And that tree, there's, there's a lot of things where I would always say, God, Paul is Paul was right. And then there's times where I'll say Vince was right. But there are things that are getting lost and they can't be lost because then it's going to affect the overall industry. How many times, Bubba? Because I remember it. Yeah, it was great, but where'd all the heat go? It went to the goddamn ref. And he smoked his cigarette and he walked away. Who am I talking about? Pat Patterson. Thank you. What the hell? You buried the ref. He, he's seen you cheat right in front of it. Ah, you're no good. And you're the tag team champion. And then you're like, God damn it, Pat, you're right. Or Dusty Rhodes or Ravishing Rick Rude one time I thought was going to punch me in the face. And he said, you and Shane Douglas go out there and you let the two women get the loudest reaction in that match. Did they work there for 40 minutes? And I was like, ah, he doesn't get it. And then he goes, no, trust me, I get it. But to be a heel, then you need to take it away from them because they didn't deserve the biggest fuck. Because what they do, they just rolled around. And then I was like, damn it, this man is right. Because he knew how to be an amazing heel. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. Producers are very own diva Gabby Laspisa and Andre Viola. Sound designed by Mary Bayon. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM's senior vice president of sports programming and podcasting, Steve Cohen and SiriusXM Fight Nation program director, Marissa Rivas. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.